Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. Dun dun dun. I felt like I needed to say it like that because you did. Well, maybe we should be more dramatic with our episodes. Maybe we should have like dramatic intro music. Dun 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 I like our fun, upbeat intro and outro music. It's like silly. I like our intro music. It's fun. It tells you exactly what we're all about. Which is the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. Sorry, I got to keep us on track. Oh, sure. We get distracted for ADHD kids. So last week we discussed how to make a menu and plan meals, which started to bleed into the podcast episode that we're doing right now, which is discussing how to actually go to the grocery store and implement a grocery budget and stick to that plan. Yes. The short word, the short phrase for it is grocery shopping on a budget. Hey, you know, <laughs> I didn't word it correctly when I wrote out this, the notes, so I had to <laughs> improvise. And I think I did a good job improvising because, you know, improvise, it wasn't, it wasn't worded correctly on my notes. <laughs> um, okay, so... Tips for grocery shopping on a budget. Let's just jump right into it. Yeah, guys, it. this is a really simple, easy podcast. Grocery shopping on a budget, everyone always thinks is really, really hard, but it really is broken down into seven really easy steps and really easy ideas to remember. So number one, tips for grocery shopping on a budget, or should I do the opposite, the number the number seven countdown? Now, we, let's do let's do ascending order. Okay, yes, so yes. number one, set a realistic mon- monetary budget, mo- uh, monetary and food budget, and stick to it, right? So what this means is how much money can you actually afford to spend on food? I'm going to be honest, guys, unless you've got a family of 12, you shouldn't be spending $500 a week at the grocery store, right? That's too much money. $280 for two people is way too much money to be spending. Like, you better be eating really, really, really good, you know, for some with some really exclusive ingredients if you're spending that much, right? Well, I, w- I would also say, too, on, on this one, you know, setting a, a realistic food budget and sticking to it, and the sticking to it part is also extremely important, and that's just yes. self-discipline. That is, and that also, you know, when we plan that menu that we talked about last week, Planning the menu helps you stick to the budget because you can then stick to the list. Right. Okay. So set a realistic monetary food budget and stick to it. Now, realistic can go the other way too, right? Of you're not spending enough money, which is causing you to go out and impulse shop because you want this at this point in time. So you need to accommodate for everything that you're going to want in that week so that then you can make sure you get it and you get it, hey, sometimes with a coupon or on sale, right? So number two is plan the menu for the week. So that plays into last week. So we've set up a food budget and we're sticking to it. Then we plan the menu around that budget. Okay, so if we have $250, we need to be realistic that we only have $250 and we can't eat filet mignon for every single meal. So that's going to force you to look at your food plan and adjust it accordingly. Exactly. And so luxury food items, guys, they get expensive really, really quick. And you can eat just as well on a non-luxurious item as you can on a luxurious and item. And you know what? Pre-made items are very expensive. Are, they don't seem expensive at the time, but they are expensive. They add up very quickly. Yeah. When you've got $4 for a frozen dinner for one person. Right, and then you've got four people, now you're at $16, which doesn't seem like a lot of money, but you can cook that same amount of food for $4. Right. At home by yourself with four times as much food. So um, so plan the menu, so set the, set the budget, number two, plan a menu, 
Number three, when you go to the grocery store, this is the hardest one, don't impulse, stick to that list. That list is your, it's your boss, it's your ruler, you stick to that. It's your accountability buddy. It is your accountability <laughs> buddy, right? So number four is prep and freeze perishable food items. So we're talking about like chicken breast, pork loin, ground beef, any kinds of fruits and veggies that you can pre-prepare and freeze? I would say this one actually helps us. We're really good at, you know, being self-disciplined, sticking to the budget, sticking to the food list, and then adjusting our mm -hmm. food um, menu. But this one really helps us save in the margins because mm -hmm. if we get burned out on something that we made a lot of, we freeze it. Yes, like for example, when we make chili. Yes. Guys, I know that Chef Ryan's regionally famous chili is loved by everyone all across the United States at this point in time. Every <laughs> class we've ever done, we made the chili, right? And everyone loves it. They go crazy over it. But it makes way too much. But I make way too much. <laughs> and Jessie doesn't like chili. Like, believe it or not, she doesn't like chili. Even though my chili is so fantastic. It's really good. But it she doesn't good. like it. And that's okay, right? We always talk about everyone's different, okay? So what ends up happening is I make two gallons of chili in one go. So then we have these little one cup portion containers from, uh, basically you'll see them at like delis and Chinese restaurants, right? And they're literally eight ounces, one cup. We portion those out and we label them and we freeze them and we save that pre-cooked food so that when we want chili later, all, all we got to do is take it out and put it in the microwave or throw it on the stove or however you want to reheat it, right? This is the same thing with like, if you go to the grocery store and you get a big pack of like five pounds of chicken. Well, guys, all you got to do with that chicken to keep it from going bad, you can either individually freeze it in freezer bags, or you can cook it in the oven, slice it into exact cooked weights, and throw those in bags into the freezer. Okay, the let's freezer. talk about that real quick, because that plays into last week's episode, and we didn't really dive too much into that, because a lot of this topic bleeds in of this week with last week and last week with this yeah. week. So, like, you know, say you do buy a bunch of fresh veggies, but you're not going through them. Like, say we bought way too much broccoli. Oh, yeah. We could cut we it up that. and freeze it. Yes, you can. And like you just said with chicken, like you don't want to just throw a whole pack of chicken in there. You want to portion it out and freeze it. And what, what we do is we actually pre-cook a bunch of stuff because that helps us from getting into hangry fights later <laughs> when we didn't think out the food for the day you guys and we're would hangry. Not, you guys would be surprised <laughs> at how many times our marriage was saved by a four ounce portion bag of pre-cooked chicken breast. <laughs> You know, Jesse and I get along about everything all the time. 99% of everything. The, there's only two things we argue about. We only argue when we're starving, and which is about nothing. Yeah, and then we, it's over stupid, stupid things, things that And don't then we matter. argue about hypothetical situations that'll never happen. Well, here's what I'd do if aliens landed, you know? Which <laughs> so will never, true. These are hypothetical situations that, you know, will never happen. Those are the only two things we argue about, right? So, prep and freeze perishable food items. So we're talking about chicken, ground beef, stew meat. Look guys, if something's on sale, you can clean up on sale at the grocery store sometimes, okay? Especially when you shop the deals and things We've like that. We've been getting those pork, those whole pork loins. Yep, a buck 19 a pound, and you can get a 13 pound pork loin for 15 bucks, and that is enough to feed us for like a month, basically. It is, and then we cut it, we quarter it, and then cut it up, and I, I mean, you quarter it, and then you cut it up again, and well, then we'll what use I do some is for like- I cut it in half, and then I smoke it. Yeah, we smoke it, and then it, we freeze it And then we cut it, it up in, into eighths, yes. basically, into one eighths, and they make little chunks basically you can do use it for whatever one you can use it because you can recook smoked pork and it makes everything taste amazing yes oh it does <laughs> yeah 
so we've defrosted it and then we've cut it up into like pork loin chops. Yep. Pulled pork. Yep. You've sliced it and repan fried it for twice cooked pork. Yeah, and then um, and some Chinese dishes that right, you we make. We made fried rice. We've made some Japanese dishes. I can slice it thin and put it on top of ramen. Oh, oh, yeah, I f totally forgot about it. And yeah. then sometimes you chop it up and you put it in um, like omelets for breakfast and yeah. it tastes like bacon. bacon. <laughs> Except it's really lean. Except it's actually pork. It's supposed to be really healthy. It's supposed to be really fatty, right? It's pork loin, yeah. So then other things you can do are like like exactly everything we've just said, actually. There, or you could take it and put it in the slow cooker and throw some veggies in it. And then it'll break down and become like a pork roast, literally like a pot roast, except Ooh, with pork, which is really good really too. Good. So, anyways, prep and freeze those perishable food items. We're talking about onions, broccoli, cauliflower. Anything you see in your frozen aisle can be easily done at home, often for cheaper. Um, number five, this is gonna sound crazy. Use your leftovers to make other recipes. Okay, guys, your recipes are not one size fits all, they're not one meal. Okay, think about it like this. If you make pot roast, pot roast and beef stew are dang near exactly the same thing. So you've got this big chuck roast, you've got a bunch of, of, of beef left. All you gotta do is add a couple more veggies and slice up that pot roast, bring it to a boil, cook off the veggies, and now you have beef stew, which tastes similar, but is a completely different feeling in a dish, right? Same thing with, like we talked about with our smoked pork loin. Well, we can make a smoked pork loin and we can use those pork loin chops. Or you take what's left over those pork loin chops and chop them up into little little strips. We can saute them and we can turn them into like a teriyaki pork, you know, over oh, rice. Oh yeah, we did that, that was That's so, so good. good too. Oh, or man. we can do the same thing and put that into some fried rice with the leftovers and now we've got pork fried rice. So you can use your leftovers, which should be probably my next book, is how to use leftovers to make other recipes. Yeah, it's actually very interesting. <laughs> so just don't be afraid to you yeah. turn them into something else. Yes, exactly. You know, especially if it has a similar flavor profile. Exactly. So uh, use your leftovers to make other recipes. Number six is, of course, eat your leftovers. <laughs> you guys want to save some money at my house? We have to eat our leftovers. I hate I'm gonna be honest, I'm picky. I hate eating the same thing over and over and over again. I get bored, I'm a chef, I like new experiences, but you gotta eat your leftovers. Well, and this one plays into, what was it, number four, where if you have too many leftovers and you've already eaten on it for two days and you're burned out, right. freeze it. Freeze it, Because Absolutely. in a week, you'll be like, man, I wish I still had some of that pot roast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exactly what happens and it'll to me go, though? It, it, it's exactly what happens to you. And it'll go bad in the fridge by then, but if you froze it, it'll it's be fine. like it never, Exactly. It was like it's brand new. Exactly. Uh, and then number seven is just something to think about, which is organic ingredients are really expensive. They're typically three times as expensive as regular food. There are no recordable or known health benefits that have been scientifically proven. They are not better for you. They're just more expensive. They theoretically don't have specific chemicals on them, but there are herbicides and pesticides that are approved as organic things that you can't actually use in regular commercial food production. The only way a lot of people are like, oh, I'll get cancer if I don't eat it. Well, guys, that's not true. There's no real evidence to support that. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, you have cancer already. And the most important thing here is to be eating food and getting what you need in your diet to keep from starving as opposed to feeling more food guilt, which is what people feel all the time, especially in the United States and especially when they have cancer because everyone feels like it's their fault and they should have done something differently, but it's not your fault that you have cancer. So I'm going to release you from that burden. If you want to eat organic ingredients, go for it. If you've got the disposable income, go for it. 
but there is no reason you have to eat organic ingredients. Don't feel the pressure. Right. The nutrients in a regular saying. apple is exactly the same as an organic apple, except for the fact that the, or, the non-organic apple is going to be three times the size, so it'll have three times the nutrients. But nutrients by weight are identical. Pork is pork, beef is beef, apples are apples. So that's how to think about that. And that is all seven steps on how to grocery shop on a budget. Wow, very helpful. Thank you. On to our audience email. Dear Chef Ryan and Jesse. Oh, they mentioned my name, Jesse. Yeah, people like you. Oh, I hope so. You know, when you're not on my my uh, on my webinars that I do, you know, uh -huh. the different the different classes, people are always like, oh, where's Jesse? I'm a love or hate person. Like you either love me or you hate me. So when I see my name, I'm like, oh, someone likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Chef Ryan and Jesse. Love your podcast. It's so informative and makes me feel less crazy during this crazy time. My grocery budget is out of control and I have no idea how to fix it. I'm spending way too much money on junk food and microwave dinners. Please help, D in Michigan. Okay, so there's a couple things that happen here when you're trying to get your food budget under control, right? Number one is hey, we've had a job change or something like that, or an economic status change, and now all of a sudden how we were living is no longer okay because we can't afford it anymore. Number two is when you go into cancer, you're just panicking, right? You, you didn't, there's no plan. There's no cohesive strategy. It's not like a football game where you have a playbook of this is exactly what we're going to do in this exact situation, right? Everyone is reeling from a cancer diagnosis, right? So it's okay to be a little bit out of control, right? And it's okay to be a lot out of control, but once you realize that you're out of control, that is the time, especially now because you're asking for help, that we get the help that we need to get ourselves back under control. So what we're going to want to do is do everything that we basically talked about in the last two podcasts, right? You want to set up a meal plan, set a budget, stick to that budget, okay? The reason that you're going and buying microwave dinners and junk food and things like that is because it's just quick and easy. But if you spend a little bit of time on your own, preparing a meal list, and then freezing those meals in advance, right? One of the things we talk about in the section about cooking for a friend with cancer is to cook meals that are easily reheated and easily stored, right? Easily frozen for the long term, okay? That's the idea here. We wanna do this here too. If you're getting frozen dinners so you can just throw them in, it's because you're overwhelmed and you are you just can't even think about it. But you can make all those different dishes at home using the formula that I laid out last week, right? Pick 10 things that you're gonna make. That'll turn into lunch and dinner, okay? Throw out the meals that you're not gonna make, okay? That usually leaves you with like six or seven meals. Six or seven dinners is more than enough for an entire lunch for a week, okay? And then you have your breakfast. But what we can do is we can actually go through and pre-prepare these foods just like frozen dinners. You can do this at home. Go to Walmart. We just did this for your mom we and did. grandma when your mom broke her leg. Which is where I'm going. Exactly yeah. where I'm going. We did this for my mom and my grandma. My mom came in town because she broke her leg. Uh, she couldn't walk, so and she was staying with my grandma. My grandma's older, and she can't really cook for two people, so... What we did was we got these little portion containers. They're like two or three containers inside, uh, you know, like cubbies inside of a container. Or you could get the big bowls or whatever. Go ahead and make two or three different entrees that you're gonna make, okay? So that you can then eat them throughout the week and then portion them into small portions so you can pull them out, reheat them really quickly, or you can eat just one and nothing goes to waste and then you can throw them in the freezer and of course, guys, don't forget to label them what they are <laughs> and made you when, when you made them, right? That's really important. Well, that's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Before we end the show, we wanna say thank you very, very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To everyone that helps to make cooking 
Cooking for Chemo's online resources free. If you'd like to help support Cooking for Chemo, simply visit our website and click on the support CFC button located at the top of every page on cookingforchemo.org. You can also support us by purchasing a copy of our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.